Good evening. Today is February 21st, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is step 12, and our surprise speaker tonight is Chanel. Welcome. Thank Thanks you so much. Thank you. Hi, I'm Chanel. I wasn't planning to do this tonight, you guys, but here's the thing. Step 12 is always step 12. I get to live in it every day. By the way, I'm a grateful compulsive eater who gets to live in recovery today, purely by the grace of God. Do I do some work? Sure. Sure. I do some work. Step 12 is one of them. But <laughs> the things I do every day, whether I feel like it or not, just like I have this disease, whether I feel like it or not, I wake up, I believe, an untreated addict every day, whether I feel like it or not. So 12, which a huge part of that is sponsoring, right? And another, there's more than one part to it though, right? More than one part. Quiz, what is it? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. But, <laughs> you know, the thing is, I get so much more than I ever give to this program. I get so much more from my sponsees. One or two might be on here right now <laughs> than they'll, they'll ever get from me. That's the truth. Just like I get so much more from this book, from my higher power than I can ever give. So what little bit I do in return, which sometimes feels like a lot, it's worth it. It's worth it. And um, I'll just identify quickly, very quickly, because there's a number of people on here who, who have heard me share not that long ago. So <laughs> I am 56 years old. I believe I was born a compulsive eater. It just didn't show on my body till I was 28 years old and my mom died suddenly, unexpectedly. And then, and then it started to show for some reasons, partly being 28, some other reasons. But I was in, I grew up in a family of really nice addicts. Yeah. But none of them were addicts with food. Maybe they would have become that had they not had their other substances and behaviors. I don't know. But I never saw in my family, I felt like I was an alien because it always seemed like I was on the outside looking in at these people who didn't want more when they ate food. And I've always, always been someone when I eat certain foods and ingredients, once they pass my lips, I want more. I immediately want more. And that's what I'm thinking about. You know, some people, normal people are thinking about the taste, the texture. Sure, I noticed that in passing, but I was thinking about getting more. How do I get more? How do I sneak more? How do I, because I didn't really have a lot of access to it as a child. So once I started having access in high school, yeah, yeah, my eating started to get way out of control. So did my exercising. Because, you know, if I'm going to eat whatever I want, however I want, whenever I want, and I don't want you to know it, I don't want you to see it on my body. So I'll just exercise so much that I can eat that. Or I'll exercise not quite enough in my mind, which was a crazy amount, and therefore maybe miss that meal. Sounds great, right? Yeah, I, I still pay consequences for that in my body, for the damage I did in compulsively exercising. I still pay consequences for the way I ate. That's my life now. But you know what? I get to live in recovery every day. And there's longer versions of my story that I'm not going to get into today because I really want to devote most of it 
to step 12. There's a lot to say about this, even if you're on step one, even if you're on step, not quite one, you're here, you're with us. You're in the place where we say to you, welcome home. If you have a desire to stop eating compulsively, or you already have put the food down, you're working through the steps, or you've been in here decades longer than I have. And like, yeah, what does she have to say? Regardless, this is home. This is home for me. It's home for any compulsive eater. And I'm glad that you're here with me. So let's, without further ado, it was January 18th of 2023 that I finally was able to put the food down, work the steps as fast as possible. With like My hair was on fire with a big book-based sponsor. And my life has been so much better ever since. Are all the details of my life better? No, I still have bills that I don't always want to pay, but I pay them. I still don't have all the money that I'd love to have. I don't look like name some star and I'm never gonna. My daughter doesn't always do everything the way I think she should, although she's pretty amazing. But my life has joy today. I don't know that I really experienced joy much before. I like people today. I didn't really like people all that much before. Disease of isolation, for me anyway. And I get to be honest with myself and with other humans and not be so, I was terrified that if I was honest with you and showed you my real self, you would leave. You would leave me. So I just tried to be whoever I thought you wanted me to be based on in what's in here, not anything you necessarily told me. Today, I get to be real. I get to be me. I get to be flawed. I get to laugh. I get to eat. I had a meal with someone today who's not in this program and I got to eat with her and I just brought the things that I wanted to have that I knew I could have and just told her, oh, I'm one of those eaters. So I'll bring some food too. And we shared some of that. And then she had her thing. It was amazing. I was always worried about what I was going to eat at someone else's house. If they were going to have my foods that are really were binge foods. I was so terrified of that. I was terrified of eating it and I was terrified of not eating. I spent so much of my life in fear. I spent so much of my life as a victim. Victim of the food, victim of trauma, victim, victim, victim. It was like that message entered the room before I did. That's how much I wore that. I'm not saying bad things didn't happen to me or many of you in here because I know that they have sometimes terrible things. But I am saying that I wore victimhood as my identity. I didn't know how not to. And honestly, step 12 is one of the reasons I get to see that I'm not a victim anymore. How? Step 12 is the, it's the culmination of everything else. Really 10, 11, and 12 for me. They're the culmination of everything that's led up. And I'm getting to work the steps over again, over again, over again, every time that I go through the, this book with a sponsee. It's really kind of a great deal because it refreshes my memory that, oh, yeah, that's right. I am powerless over food and food behaviors. Oh, that's right. My life is unmanageable without this program of recovery. Oh, that's right. I do believe 
that a higher a power higher than myself can and will restore me to sanity. I didn't believe that. I believed in a higher power. I had that part when I came in. I sure didn't believe that that higher power was going to restore me to sanity around food. I don't know about y'all, but I didn't let God touch my food before, really ever, ever. I'd pray not to look fat or something, but I I'd pray to lose weight, but I never prayed around abstinence. It just sounded nuts to me, the whole idea of putting down foods for the rest of my life that I was sure I couldn't live without. So how does that dovetail into step 12? I had to work the steps very, very fast or I would have picked up. Again. I'm not saying how you need to work them. I'm saying what I needed to do. And that's who God brings me as sponsees are people who need to get through as quickly as possible. So I'm going to read why on page 89. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking, from compulsive eating and food behaviors, as intensive work with other alcoholics, with other compulsive eaters like me. It works when other activities fail. This is our 12th suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help what no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. So what does this say to me? I mean, this says a lot. This is the top of working with others. It says a lot for me personally. It says to me that I do have something to offer. I started sponsoring. I still had a bunch of weight to drop, to release, to shed. A lot bunch. I started sponsoring. I was absolutely certain I didn't know what I was doing. I had neutrality around food, thank God, but I didn't think I knew what I was doing. And what my sponsor said to me, and I say to my sponsees when they're sure they don't know also, is the book is still the book. It's already written. Their higher power, the sponsee who comes to you, that God brings to you, has a higher power excuse me, their higher power is their higher power. And that doesn't change. I'm not their higher power. I'm a sponsor. What do I get to do? I get to put their hand in the hand of their higher power and point the flashlight on the path. That's 10 minutes, Chanel. Thanks so much. That's what I get to do. And it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing gig. Scary. Oh, heck yeah. It was so scary when I started. I don't know about any of you who are sponsoring, if it's scary for you at all or whoever was, but it was terrifying for me. And I needed, I'm going to say this to sponsors from my personal experience, I needed my sponsor at least as much as any other time when I first started sponsoring. I'll say it again. I needed my sponsor almost as much as any other time when I started sponsoring. I still need my sponsor. Still. I don't talk to her every day like I did. But I do need to talk to her regularly. Now, I have some sponsees. Ah, they call me when they need me, and it's not very often. And then I have those who check in with me quite regularly, and especially when they first start sponsoring. So that's my spiel on that. My opinion, Chanel's opinion only. But I do know that it says, and I believe that's on 100. Okay, first full paragraph on 100. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. 
When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances. Mm. And the, the chapter talks about a lot of things, carrying the message in all our affairs too, right? So I work intensively with another compulsive eater, but I also carry, I try to carry, I've been given this spiritual gift, not just of continued abstinence, not just of neutrality around food, but of getting to live a different life, a design for a living that's very different from the person who always lied to myself and everyone else trying to please people. It's a very different life of honesty, of rigorous honesty, of, okay, it says fearlessness. I'm not fearless, but I get to be courageous. I get to walk through fear. I would say some of my biggest tips that were given to me and that work for me when it comes to working with others, okay? Are number one, top of page 96, do not be discouraged. If your prospect does not respond at once, search out another alcoholic and try again. You are sure to find someone desperate enough to accept with eagerness what you offer. And that whole paragraph is gold. It's gold. Because I don't know about you, but I want to help people to help people. And I also want to help people and feel special. So they've got to have me as a sponsor. They can't have someone else because I understand them. This is a special thing that we have. No, actually, I'm not their higher power. They can have another sponsor. I don't get to decide who recovers. They don't recover because of me. They do not recover because of me. I would love to say that they do. Not one of my sponsors who is sponsoring recovered because of me. I held the flashlight. Am I an important figure in their lives? Well, probably to some extent, you know, but I'm not the reason they recovered. That's important for me to remember because I don't want to get all codependent with a sponsee that's not helpful to them or to me okay so that's my opinion on that and frankly it comes from page 96 there's some stuff in there about you know people living in people's homes and things i'm glad we're in a time where that's not a common thing and especially with compulsive eaters because i know talk about codependent boy would i go down that path look i'm rescuing them i'm not rescuing people that's god's job I don't do that. I don't give people desperation. That's the food's job, honestly. The food gives enough pain and then God, hey, do you want to stop digging deeper or do you want this to be your bottom? It's a beautiful thing that I get to be there with someone when they are truly desperate and willing to do whatever it takes, go to any length. It's a beautiful thing. There's so much richness in this chapter and frankly also in the AA 12 and 12, always is nice too. But this one gives the directions. This is the book that gives the directions. And just remembering, as it said in that first paragraph, how am I on time, Yvonne? Oh, five minutes now, Chanel. Okay, thank you. Just remembering what it says in that first paragraph, that I, you, we can reach another compulsive eater like no one else can. Not an alcoholic not someone who isn't an addict, not a doctor, a psychiatrist. We have something to offer them 
that no one else does except those of us here in these rooms. And remembering that it's okay if they don't want what we have right now. It's okay. Because it says in the same, same paragraph, remember they are very ill. It's an illness. Dr. Silkworth identified it a long time ago in the 30s. It's an illness. Maybe ours wasn't identified then, but being an addict was. That was identified. And I don't know about you, but I can go back to that chapter any day of the week and find another thing and go, oh, that's right. I have an allergy. I have an abnormal physical and mental reaction to certain foods and food ingredients. So I need to keep them down. In order to keep them down, I have to work this program like my life depends on it every day. I get to have fun. I get to laugh. I get to be on meetings with you. I get to enjoy my life. But I live in 10, 11, and 12, meaning I do 10 steps. I have 11-step practice where I connect with my higher power. And I do sponsor every single day why my disease never, ever takes a day off or a holiday or a vacation. So I don't either. When it comes to sponsoring, I don't take a day off. And I wouldn't have it any other way. So if you are new, welcome home. If you're returning, welcome home. And to everyone else, I'm so glad, just like I am for those of you who are new and returning. I'm so glad you're here with me. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Chanel. That was a wonderful example of step 12. Um, I just need to find where my little script here is. Let's see here. Um, Okay, if you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. I will call the raised hands in order and the Zoom host will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Will the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Um, I will just start really quickly. Give someone else a chance to push their button to raise their hand. Um, but this was awesome. Um, step 12 was one of the first um reasons I didn't I I didn't want to do the 12 steps because I was like, I have nothing to offer. I have nothing to offer. So I would get to step 11. I would think that counted. I would kind of go back to step one and I would never take someone through. And that didn't last very long. Um I think I thought that it was like, I'm a teacher and I teach dyslexic students. So I have to literally plan each lesson for each student. And it's a lot of work. And I'm like, I don't have to plan something every day. I talk to someone. I don't know why I thought that. Um, and how you so simply said, we just have to put our hand in, take their hand and put it in their higher powers hand and shine a light. And that's all we're doing is <laughs> I'm taking their hand. I'm taking the big book and what my sponsor did with me. I'm not creating a curriculum. So, you know, when I just look at it like that, I'm literally just doing what was given to me. Praying before we talk, help me be useful to this person. And, you know, just sharing my experience, which is different than other people's. And I've had many people who have moved along. And I have, you know, at first you're like, ouch, that hurt. I'm like, no, I'm not the right person. And, they, you know, they 
they may not be ready and they may come back. Who knows? Um, and let's move on to the next person who I can help because being of service is huge to get out of myself when I'm in self, you know, it's not fun being in this head. So <laughs> it's nice to be of service to other people. Anyway, I'll pass. I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of your shares. Janet G, you're up. Hi. I'm so nervous. Um, I'm Janet and I would just want to claim my seat here. Um, I really love the share. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that was my higher power telling me I've had, um, I've gone through the steps and I have food neutrality for 163 days, but I am scared to death to, um, sponsor. So my sponsor, I think is getting ready to, um, to let me go. And if I don't sponsor and I need to sponsor because I know that's selfish of me not to. And, um, and like you just shared, Melissa, I think was your name. Um, I'm just going to give pray before and give the, you know, everyone what I was given, which is, um, so much, you know, such a gift. I, I cannot believe that I, you know, I've been, um, sober from food the way I have been for all these days, you know, um, I don't have the allergy of the body in me because I, I don't crave anything. You know, I, I crave food like real food, but I'm, I'm very blessed and happy because I, you know, I worked hard, but not hard enough because I'm not helping others. And that's where I need to, you know, I, and again, it's just fear. It's fear that I'm not, that I'm going to mess up and I'm not going to help someone or I'm going to mess them up or something. So that's why I'm here. Um, and I always have a reason not to show up because, oh, I'm late or because work and this, this and that. But today I said, you know what, I'm going to be a little late, but I'm going to show up and I'm going to talk first, not at the end, because I always get nervous at the end and, and then I just don't. Um, so thank you. For listening to me and um I hope to be back and I and I will I would love to be at another meeting at a different time um maybe earlier or later whatever thank you thank you for letting me share hey can I respond to that really quick yes okay Janet thanks for speaking up <laughs> appreciate it appreciate it so um a number of people will support you in your as have supported me in my sponsoring journey I will tell you that someone who's quite well known as a circuit speaker in this program says, if you're scared to sponsor, you better be scared not to sponsor because what we were so freely given, we have to work to keep, right? Like God does all the heavy lifting, but I, I have to do work and sponsoring is part of that work. So just remembering, I'm, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. The book's already written. God's already God. Yeah. You just get out there and you just do it. You do it scared. I did it scared. There's no perfect sponsor on the planet. No matter how wonderful some of them are like mine, I have an amazing sponsor. There's no perfect sponsor on the planet because there doesn't have to be. So that's my spiel. That's my pep talk. All done. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, love it. There's no perfect spiel. Uh, Carly H. You're next. Hey, thanks, guys. Oops. Sorry, I just dropped my book. Um, I just want to say thank you so much. And uh, Chanel, it was awesome. Um, so I wanted to um, basically comment about, um, I was not afraid to sponsor. I have no idea why not to start sponsoring, but my sponsees 
were very reluctant to sponsor. And so what I did was I, I said, I said, you know what, that, you know, in my head, I'm thinking that's not a good way to go into this. So I said, well, don't worry. I'll share with you how I sponsored. So what I did was I broke it down. This is the first call on the first call. Talk about this on the second call. This is what you do in the second call and in the third call. And I literally just kind of helped broke it down to like, this is, this is what we did when you went through the steps, each call. And that really helped. And it's never going to be exactly like that, but it gave them a bit of a framework, you know, have them read, you know, literally exactly what my sponsor did for me is he would talk about something. He would give me an assignment, which meant a reading. And so I helped with that. And you know what? It's worked really well for my sponsees. And, um, but Chantel, thank you. It was awesome with that. I pass. Thank you. Okay. Rachel, why you are up next. Hi everybody, Rachel Y here, um, compulsive overeater restrictor. Chanel, I love when you talk so much. I know you weren't expecting to talk, but I just wanted to thank you so much. I I I find so much um, encouragement in when you share, and and so much similarity to the kind of person I am. But I just wanted to share last night um, when Stephen was speaking, you said something in the comments that was so helpful to me. Um, I'm actually really excited to sponsor, but. I also just, I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm in this like place of such extreme gratitude for my sponsor. I just, I, I'm going into step eight and Chanel, what you said, I just want to share because it was so beautiful. So I, I, I had asked, you know, how can you thank your sponsor and show your gratitude? And she said, I give back to my sponsor by paying recovery forward to others as a sponsor. And that's just so poignant and so Chanel of you. <laughs> I'm going to tear up. That's just so beautiful. And I feel that so hard. And I know, I know I'm going to make him proud. And I think of him a lot um, in those, in those dark moments. So I love your idea of the flashlight. I'll be thinking about that for a while because it's hard not to become codependent with my beloved sponsor, but I know that it's like um, the, the training wheels are coming off. It's just a beautiful program and a beautiful thing. So thank you so much, Chanel. And I love when you share. I'll pass. Thank you. Hey, um, Lisa C, you're up. Hey, family. My name is Lisa, and I am a compulsive overeater. And thank you for Chanel for taking up the helm today and and, and stepping in to, to give this beautiful share. And, you know, the flashlight, I, I love that. You know, we take their hand and we just point the light to the way they go. You know, and it's the second paragraph in this chapter that I love that really encourages me and wants me, you know, to want to sponsor. And it's life will take on new meaning to watch people recover. We're watching the miracle happen. As you take somebody through the steps, you get to watch the miracle happen. And when the first time you do it and you recognize it, it it's just awe. It's just awe. To watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends, to somebody who'd rather live in isolation, to have a host of friends and to accept them. 
This is an experience you must not miss. Not might not miss, must not miss. You know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. And, and, and it is, you know, when I started sponsoring, um, of course, I, call, I called my sponsor more often with all these questions. What do I do? She did, you know, I had not a clue, even though I had been taken through the steps. And, and, and also, I always try to remember is that each person learns different. If you're a teacher, you know, people learn different. And sometimes I have to be open to that. I can't be rigid and say, this is the way you got to do it because this is the way I was doing. I'm, I try to be open and um, to work with the pay, with with the newcomer, um, you know, sponsoring. I I get more out of sponsoring, you know. And I used to take it really hard when somebody um, didn't make it or went out. You know, I had before I came to OA. I came into OA in in twenty one October, but I had thirty one years in 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 AA. So I did a lot of sponsoring that program too, and um, it is a joy. It is a joy and it is something. If I don't give it away, I am missing something. You are truly missing something. Now, I know people say, well, I'm not the sponsoring type. And I was like that at the beginning too. You know, I had no clue what I was doing. And, um, but I had a higher power that I learned to trust that if he put this person in my life, there was a reason this person was in my life. And it may not, I may just be planting some seeds and that's okay too. I may be just the beginning of their story. But I've had people come back to me and say, you know, later on and just say something that you really, you know, when I, when I shared something and I had no clue that I shared it, you really helped me. When somebody comes back and says that it's such, you know, it's like, ah, this is what it's about. Helping other people, helping other people with the disease that I have, that I've been able to get through. Thanks for letting me share. And thanks everybody for being here for me today. Thank you, Lisa and Claudine B. You're up. Hi, I'm Claudine B., recovered compulsive eater. Chanel, thank you so much for that share and for stepping in. That really was, I mean, you could have rehearsed it for a week and it wouldn't have been better. So it was it was really good. Um, gosh, sponsoring, I think um, when I... I, I kind of wanted to drag my feet in 10 and 11 to keep from sponsoring because I was so, my whole life, my biggest fear is to be known. You know, I did not want to let people know me. I didn't want, you know, deep friendships with people because they would automatically figure out that I'm a fraud, I'm an imposter, and I have nothing to offer them. And um, that was really hard, but amazingly enough, I went from that and stepped into thinking, okay, I'm God now, so I'm going to lead them on this journey <laughs> and bestow my power. I mean, it was just, it's crazy how I go from one to 10 like that, but it was, you know, the more I talked about it to people, it's, it, it sounds to say sponsor sounds so complicated, but it's so simple. It's like, it, I mean, it truly is. You are literally showing them what you've been shown. I mean, how, how much easier does that get? And the, and the other thing that it did for me to sponsor and still does is it gives me fresh humility because I have made, 
I've made huge mistakes sponsoring. I've had to go and make amends. I've had to take a step back and go, okay, I need to admit what I'm doing. I'm trying to be the savior or I turned into a victim or any number of defects that come up and just growing those relationships. And then the relationships I have now with recovered sponsees. Oh my gosh. I, I just, it's like, I can imagine it's like, having a grandchild. I mean, you just love them. So I have the best relationships with them because I've learned so much from them and they are so filled with joy and life. And it's, it's not me. It's not anything I did. I got to go with them. I got to take the ride with them. So I really appreciate everything you hit on tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you, Claudine. And Yvonne, you are up. Thank you so much, Chanel. Thank you so much for jumping in and hopping right on when you saw my uh, texts and, and being here. I mean, that truly is of service, um, which, uh, like you said, sponsoring is a part of step 12. But I love the focus you put on the fact that we can all start doing a little bit of, oh, sorry, didn't start my timer properly. Um, we can all start doing a little bit of step 12 as soon as we're inside the door, right? Whether it's um, reading the steps before a meeting or, you know, just staying around to speak with somebody after the meeting who said they're struggling and wondered if anyone could talk. Um, there's just so many ways that we can, we can do service. Um, and for, Everybody, I, I mean, I, I hear people say they were scared. I, you know, I, I, of course, because it's me, nobody was more scared than me, right? I'm always the most, whatever, anything. <laughs> if it's in it, then I'm the most. Um, and so one of the things I did was I ran around. It's like, how do you sponsor? How do you sponsor? How do you sponsor? Oh, my gosh. And it was just such a cacophony, right? It's like, I've got notes from like, 10 different people and all that did was confuse the heck out of me so thank heavens for back to basics and yeah of course it's not going to be comfortable right what's comfortable it's not comfortable doing any of these things step four wasn't comfortable step eight wasn't comfortable step nine wasn't comfortable um, <laughs> but the more we do these things the more they do become less uncomfortable and so we can um take some comfort in knowing that as we repeat this and you know I've, I'm positive that if you talk to a sponsor who's been sponsoring for 10 years they're going to say that their style has changed you know in a hundred ways over the, that period of time and so perfection is never expected of us just like in any other part of the program right we are human we're going to make mistakes and that's why we do keep pointing people back to the book and back to their higher power those are the two perfect things that we deal with um, in this program. So thank you for reminding that. I did have a question for you, um, and it was asked last night, but I'm always interested. Um, when When is it that you find um, you have to tell a sponsee that you may not be the right person for them? What kind of things play into that decision for you? And I'll That's listen. a great question. Thanks Thank so much, Yvonne. So page 96 points it out clearly that if someone doesn't have the gift of desperation, if they're not willing and eager. So things that I look at, I mean, there's a God nudge that comes with it because I don't want to let anybody go. 
And I don't believe that you're firing that whole thing. That's, I don't know who came up with that idea. I got fired by my sponsor. No, they're letting you hear another voice. Nobody's firing you. Nobody's sending you away without pay. I promise. Okay. That person is probably anguished to do it. I know I am. I don't like letting anybody go period in life, let alone as a sponsee. But in answer to your question, so if they're just calling later and later, like I had a gal who called 20 minutes late, 30 minutes late. I wasn't even at the, I wasn't even in the house anymore. I was pulling the dog walking, you know, I would be like huffing it back to get to the big book. And then finally my sponsor's like, and how much longer are you going to do this? She can't call you on time. Can you make a different time with her? So I tried that. Didn't work. I had to just say, you know what? And this is what I would say. That's one experience. That's one type of thing. Or they're not doing the assignments. I don't give people anything they can't do. I'm not having them write a novel here. Okay. In fact, they don't have a lot of writing in my particular style. So if they can't do it and it keeps happening, you know, one time, whatever that could happen, but it keeps happening. That tells me if they just ghost, which usually means they're just going to ghost me, period. Or if they aren't putting the food down because I can't take, well, I could, I've tried actually, and it never worked just like in, I'm sure AA probably don't work the steps drunk. I cannot take someone through the steps, meaning I can't guide them, hold the flashlight and expect that they're going to see it and follow that path if that person is drunk in the food. So what do I say to those people? I don't know if I have enough time. I'll try to say it quickly. I should have my glasses on so I can see. I say, you know, here's, here's at this point, so-and-so, I am not serving you as a sponsor. Either they haven't put the food down, they're not doing the assignments, they're not calling at all when they say they're gonna, you know, I'm not serving you as a sponsor or they won't sponsor. They won't, because yeah, that's the other one. They won't sponsor. They go all the way through and then say to me, oh, I'm not ready to sponsor. And they won't budge from that no matter what we do. And I love the idea of giving them an outline. I do that nowadays. Uh, started doing that, I don't know, several sponsees ago, and they seem to like it. Not to hold them up though, give them enough so they can start someone on one and <laughs> keep going, right? But um, yeah, I'm not serving you as a sponsor. I'm still your fellow. I'll still cheer you on. I still want to hear from you. I still want you in recovery. I want you to enjoy it but it's not me. I'm not the right voice. And usually they kind of already know that. And sometimes they get mad, but either way, I know what I did, what I was supposed to do because it was what God nudged me to do. Ultimately. I hope that answers the question. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares with the zoom host. Please stop the recording. And we have 